feeling <laughs> feeling jazzed up. Yeah. Just got the Rocky Three talk out of the way. <laughs> We're rolling whenever you're ready, Bobby. All right. Woo, woo, woo. Um, ooh, Lumcube over here. Is that your light? So, yeah. Is that your OnlyFans light? Yeah. <laughs> what, no ring light? Why am I? I know. I thought you had a ring light. <laughs> I do like the Lumcube, though. It's not a premium I, account. I thought you went it's and got... It's only a free OnlyFans. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you got the Pornstar package. No. No. I had to find something that would fit in that little <clears throat> closet. Isn't isn't a free OnlyFans account not only for fans anymore? <laughs> is is <laughs> for everyone? Only everyone. Yeah, yeah. only everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. You can have an only everyone account or an only fans account. Yeah. Well, I think this is a great way you wanted to start your podcast. Yeah, off, it's huh? opening. It's opening like this for sure. Yeah. yeah. This is this is what it's gonna be. Um, I'm Bobby Navia. I'm Dorian Weinzimmer. Welcome everybody back to another episode of the Couch. Uh, special guest today, Sean Hildner. Howdy, everyone. Um. All right. So we're just. I'm gonna get right into it. <laughs> Bobby's ready. Bobby's I'm been to, I'm, chomping at I'm the ready bit. to go. <laughs> um thank you sean that's some foley for you thank you <laughs> yes yeah um i'm gonna need it for this conversation and like the next three podcasts we do <laughs> is next... it chomping or champing at the bit chomping. chomping are you positive yes what is champing i believe it's what horses chomp <laughs> wait what are you guys ready for this let's go look this up champing or chomping while while sean's looking this up i'm gonna mm. intro what we're gonna do today no i like this I so um so uh the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League comes out this Thursday. Dorian will not be watching. Sean and I will be watching uh, on Thursday. I'm excited, but uh, <laughs> I'm I'm I might watch the Whedon cut twice. <laughs> the Whedon cut is on HBO Max, so you're good there. Judas, Judas. One definition of a bit is a metal mouthpiece used for controlling a horse. And one definition of champ is to bite or chew noisily. Oh. Champing at the bit. That's the phrase? Yeah. It looks like you can probably say either, huh? Yeah. I mean, if champing means chomping, then... Just in horse... It, this is just how horses say chomp. <laughs> <laughs> they have different vowel sounds than yeah. us. Um, all right. So... Um, <laughs> That's interesting to know that. I didn't... I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> never come in handy <laughs> it will in a bar when we can go to bars again remember bars okay sorry bobby no you're good you're good you're good you're good um all right so the only reason this uh cut exists is because of the rampant hashtag release the snyder cut that's been going on since 2017 yeah this was like a, a twitter yeah upsurge yeah. of <laughs> i'm assuming awful awful probably white men in their basements yeah um trying to get a studio to release a cut of a movie that no one wanted yeah, it was like rumored to exist can you sort of go through the history of what happened with, i have a timeline actually with so, justice league yeah I I got, oh i got it for you a terrible movie was made <laughs> the existing fan base for this intellectual property was not happy with the quality of this movie so they demanded that the studio pull a mulligan and they're doing it well snyder was <laughs> was making the movie right yeah and so then like he, there was his some tr family tragedy is that right correct? Okay. right 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 so in march 2017 uh he's making the movie and he steps away and joss whedon is brought in to complete production right the reshoots done by whedon in mid 2017 uh added the cost of uh approximately 25 million dollars to the budget now, hang on one second <laughs> the budget of justice league right as at the time that snyder is shooting it 
is 300 million. Okay. The opening weekend for Whedon's release, 93 million. The gross, just USA, uh, 229 million. The movie earned 657 globally, but when you factor in all of that, plus 100 million to 150 million in marketing, just bump. Just that's it. Yeah. Rough. Um, On top of that, when the movie releases, uh, Mustache Gate happens because Henry Cavill was shooting Mission Impossible Fallout. Okay. And Warner Brothers opted to digitally remove Henry Cavill's mustache. Yeah, you know, he was contractually obligated to be mustachioed. Yes, I think so I love that. We watched this movie, I believe, at your play story, and we did just for that reason, mm-hmm. just to see the weird <laughs> lip. We just, yeah, I, I had seen some stills. I had seen some stills online, and uh, it was like they were weird enough already. Yeah. And you were like, dude, seeing it in motion is just something else entirely. Yeah, yeah so. it's weird. <laughs> um. All right, so um, I actually have a little background on Mustache Gate, if y'all want yeah. to hear that. Yeah, yeah, course, you can, go, th- you can go through all the info. I'll okay. stop interrupting. No, you're good, you're good, you're good. <laughs> I will not stop interrupting. Um, so uh, Chris McQuarrie, the director, writer-director of Mission Impossible Fallout, uh, February 2nd was on the Empire podcast, and he addressed what happened behind the scenes, right? And so the producer of Justice League, Charles Roven, calls McQuarrie and says, we need your help. We need Henry to shave his mustache. We need him to come back and do the research, reshoots. <laughs> Uh, McCory basically said, look, Chuck, naturally I want to do everything I can to help you, but I also have to think about our production. Let me talk to everybody and figure out what the scheduling would be. He went and spoke to the mission producer, Jake Myers, and the suggestion was made through the channels that we, that he would agree with Charles Roven, shave the mustache. And then as Henry would begin to grow back the mustache, they would, uh, they wanted Warner Brothers to give them uh, resources to digitally fill in Henry's mustache for Mission Impossible. Fallout. So Mission Impossible was willing to make the Mission Impossible so sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. And so he goes, so we offered the following compromise. Jake Myers calculated that the amount of money that it would take to replace the number of shots. Uh, essentially, Jake was able to uh, project about $3 million for the visual effects budget for Mission to digitally you know, add it in as the shoot went along um he goes i don't know how much henry was in justice league i've never seen the movie but i can tell you how much it would cost for mission impossible to digitally add henry cavill's mustache we said yes okay (laughs) so he agreed to all of this uh give us the three million we'll shut down production you can shave it have him shoot all this other kind of stuff what ended up happening is the big wigs at paramount were like no fuck this (laughs) we're not doing this so he was ready to do it. They were ready to say yes. Just give us three million. This was also before Tom Cruise broke his ankle, uh-huh. and they ended up shutting down it production. Going on anyways, anyway, anyways yeah. yeah. So I mean, it would have worked out for them, but if they would have taken the deal, they would have been able to just pony up three million, mm-hmm. and you know that would be about it. So which they never did, uh, and Paramount was just like, no, we're not doing that. Wow. We're not stopping so, production. So it was the Paramount executives. It was the that, Paramount executives okay. that went. We down don't take said, our orders from Brothers Warner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that was um, uh, that story was February second, twenty eighteen, and then the Justice League movie comes out in uh, in November of of uh, in November of twenty seventeen, and then November of twenty eighteen, um, 
hashtag release the Snyder Cut is just rampant online. A year later, people are still fucking thinking about this yeah. god awful movie. <laughs> to the to the point where people are renting billboards and flying planes, like renting planes that have released the Snyder Cut <laughs> yeah. over like San Diego Comic Con and like all this kind of crazy bullshit. Right? Yeah. At this point, there isn't a Snyder Cut. Like Zack Snyder hasn't made a cut of the film, right? No, there's, he, there in, are rumors. Yeah, yeah there are oh, rumors. Okay. And in March 2019, Snyder confirmed that there was a cut, uh, and he started to post images of concept concept art on on Twitter. Gotcha. And okay. then as it kept going, like he when he left the project, he had like the the cut on his computer that he took with him that he thought he would just like show to friends, be whatever. And then um, Toby Emmerich calls him and says like, "Let's try again." And originally what Warner Brothers wanted to do was just release the rough cut. Like nothing finished, nothing mm-hmm. polished, just release the cut. And Snyder was like, no, he goes, because of three things. One, it'll get the internet off your back, which is the only reason you're fucking doing this. <laughs> and like two, you can release this and then tell the world, see, it was a bunch of bullshit. So mm-hmm. it's just as bad as everybody thought it would be. And so he didn't agree to it. But then on um, May 20th, uh, HBO Max announces May 20th, 2020. HBO Max announces that they would release it in 2021, and uh, the amount for that is an extra 70 million. <laughs> I don't know what the advertising costs have been lately. But. So it was uh, extra 25 to get Whedon on. Yeah, another 70 to get Zach back. Yes, mm-hmm. plus prints and advertising for one release. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, so they've. I mean, they're they're like 700 million, probably yeah. about in the whole, you know budget for this movie. Sure. Total. Yeah. They've made this movie <laughs> twice, three times now? Yeah, a movie that has already failed. <laughs> it it has. was already not a success for them. And they're like, let's do more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sorry about the squeaky chair. Let's Listen give it. Oh, it's all right. Oh, oh you're good. yeah, fuck them. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, what a nightmare. There's also, uh, it's worth mentioning too, yeah, with this whole Snyder cut too, that there's a. There was a bit of controversy as well about him leaving the project uh, due yes. to family tragedy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but because uh, yeah, there was there was already at the time some some buzz about that like he had turned in a cut of the film and that like the executives at Warner Brothers were like really nervous about this. Yeah. That they were like, this is not good. They were at looking all. for a reason to get rid of him anyway. Exactly, mm-hmm. and that this may have you know disgusting as it is to say but you know welcome to the fucking film industry people you know this may have been kind of a convenient reason to part ways with this guy right um they they might have already kind of been like "Eh, we got to fire this dude but we don't want to like totally you know burn his reputation to the ground either you know that like oh man this guy wasted all of our money and turned in a giant turd so we're firing him you'll never work again well actually now M. Night Shyamalan has proven that logic to be <laughs> inaccurate so never mind um, but, <laughs> we're still but making still. they're filming a Wachowski movie outside right now yeah. <laughs> it, uh, it seemed like they didn't want to just you know do him dirty like that <laughs> so, <laughs> so the whole family tragedy may have been actually a way for both parties to mm-hmm. kind of ba- say like okay let's just walk you don't want to support me finishing this movie obviously and also yeah and we don't want to have to tell the public we replaced you because you turned in an unwatchable movie shit sucks yeah, <laughs> yeah. even though everyone knows it yeah <laughs> but uh but yeah so anyway so so there was kind of that um you know about it as well which made the pleas to release the snyder cut even more absurd than they already were because it was like you guys like by all accounts the snyder cut is as bad if not worse than what you've already seen yeah 
So, I mean, at this point, it's not even the Snyder cut anymore. It's just like Snyder took all that footage and like sort of mixtaped a new movie out of it with all the money in the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a very small number, but how many minutes did they reshoot? Like five or extra photography. Well, that's extra physical production. Right. Right. Yeah. The amount of new CG. I mean. 90% 90% of this movie was never Entirely, shot anyway. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So how much CG extra scenes, yeah. stuff is being added to it that's all CGI? I, as far as I know, they haven't said. Right. It could be half the movie. Yeah. Um, so it's a mixture of like what was left on the cutting room floor mm-hmm. from Whedon mm-hmm. that Zach wanted in his cut. Seven minutes of <laughs> newly shot material. Seven minutes including of Jared Leto. Including Jared Leto. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, we're up to maybe, what, half an hour of... Uh, just all CG yeah. puke fest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not to Love mention, it. like when they when they Can't switched wait. when they switched him over, um, the original uh, the original composer was Junkie XL. Yeah, Tom Hulkenberg and Joss Whedon fired him and brought in Danny Elfman. Yeah, to do the score for it. So now Tom Hulkenberg is back. So he, there's an, a brand new score for this movie as well. They replace all of Elfman's music. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. So there's cost Fury for that. Road score. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Which apparently I forgot to send to both of you guys one day we were talking about this and uh, the track the track number for the soundtrack is fifty four tracks, it's like just as unedited as this movie. Right. <laughs> yeah. No. Nobody was like, let's show a little restraint on this one. You know? <laughs> this is. A, I mean, this thing obviously goes to eleven. It's it's kind of one of those things like. It, it seems like it's. I mean, and his stuff has always kind of had this quality where it's almost like making fun of itself that to the point where when you point out the criticisms of it they almost they 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 kind of fall flat because it's Mm -hmm. like well yeah i mean look at it it doesn't take like (laughs) a shrewd critical mind to discern that like sucker punch is the biggest piece of you know just indulgent fan service that has ever existed until the snyder cut Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. so like pointing it out and saying it as a criticism is like well yeah but it's kind of like wearing it on its sleeve too you know like yeah when when Aquaman is I, I don't know like riding sharks launching harpoons at fucking Martians or something it's kind of like well <laughs> were, were you really looking for high art here yeah you know? right but at the same time but it's like but still there's there is like an art to entertainment as well yes. yeah you know and yeah. that is where he so consistently falls fucking flat <laughs> and falls short as a filmmaker as an entertainer you mm-hmm. know and I like really bombastic yeah. action nonsense CG fest for 90 minutes four hours of that sounds like a nightmare yeah yeah because he thinks like i mean he he thinks he can actually create an emotional engagement with the audience and he's just that's where he's wrong (laughs) (laughs) but he does these big like operatic you know it's remember when we watched um wandering earth and it was like uh that chinese movie where like we had to move earth yes yes (laughs) I remember that. And it was like oh, every five minutes we had to have like, too. yeah, we had to have this like operatic crescendo of emotion <laughs> to like make everything as deeply fucking personal as yeah. possible with every character. Like that's what he's going to be doing for yep. four hours. Yep. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And again, it's like, I don't care. Like I'm trying to have a good time here and you're just, you're refusing to let that happen. Yeah. Um, this, so. m- this morning I, I rewatched, uh, I, th- I thought to myself, I didn't know if there was actually like a weed and cut trailer right? Mm. Oh, that's right so yeah. i was looking this up because i was like i want to find if there's a whedon trailer out there or has warner stricken it from the internet <laughs> probably but and then i was like going back and i watched that at least at least for like the promotional stuff there's only been like up until i think he left the project there was even like a full trailer that was released 
mm. that was all of his footage, even the color palette of like some of the action sequences from the Whedon cut to the trailer are vastly different. Yet they were still promoting this movie with all of that in the trailer. It was insane. So there's only been Zack Snyder footage trailers of this movie. There's never been one that's the the weed and cut uh, of it. None of the weed and footage is trailer worthy. <laughs> I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> How do you feel yeah. about the weed and cut? Hashtag I actually, you cut. know what? When I when I first saw release it, release the weed and cut. Hashtag re-release the weed and cut. We'll get that going on on Thursday morning. Do we just try? Do we just try and get all of our forty listeners to watch the weed and cut <laughs> yeah. over and over yeah. on HBO Max? Yeah. That would be pretty incredible. I think that'd be awesome. You're like, people are watching. Let's start a movement. More people to watch the weed and cut. All the <laughs> all the people who are writing code at HBO Max, are just, everyone's like, they're watching the wrong one. <laughs> the, the, the numbers aren't adding up here. Um, but yeah, no. How, how do you feel about the weed and cut? Like, do you do you enjoy the movie? Do you like it? Or is I it- actually, uh, I enjoyed it when I first saw it. I did go see it uh, in IMAX. Uh, the weed and cut felt to me more like the uh justice league cartoon that was on in the 90s okay which is it's a it's a kid's show and that's what the movie felt like it felt like a a extremely expensive version of that show but i also think that that's like what joss whedon does like if you look at avengers like that you know avengers is a bit more refined and it makes more sense than the movie justice league but like that's what avengers is it's a big production of like a kid's television show you know with lots of money behind it so that's how i when I in the middle of watching it, I'm like, oh, okay, I know what this is. This is just it. Also, when they got Danny Elfman back, like he laid in tracks of John Williams' original Superman score and also his Batman score into the theme music for those characters. Mm. Which up until that point, there was none of that in you know Man of Steel or in Batman vs Superman. There was none of that. So those little moments to me felt like, oh, this is just a big kids movie. This is what it is. And so, like, I felt nostalgic for it because I like those themes and those characters and everything. But, like, it was just this weird amalgamation of, like, Zack Snyder shit and Joss Whedon jokes. And, like, like Batman is jokey in this movie and in his cut. So it was just, like, it was just weird. But, um, I mean, I enjoyed it the first time I watched it. Yeah. But, I mean, you know. Um, it, yeah. I found it entirely forgettable. Yeah, same yeah. here. <laughs> like, it's kind of boring um batman is jokey and batman is sort of the leader of the yes the justice league of america right Mm -hmm. ben affleck is not a leader of men and i don't think his batman (laughs) works at all well he also didn't fit in his suit for for the (laughs) number of the shots very puffy bruce wayne (laughs) yeah he's a little unconvincing on that and like you're really this is your leader (laughs) i'm okay with having a husky superhero that's not my biggest problem with ben affleck's batman (laughs) I actually I, I I give credit for to Ben Affleck for coming back from the reshoots and being like I'm still gonna be drinking during this so I mean yeah whatever, you know yeah it's the only I'm way st- I'm gonna get through this I'm still working through some shit <laughs> yeah so right expect me to put that aside for you Joss <laughs> if you're not to make this man shave his mustache you want yeah. to lose weight <laughs> fuck off can't you CGI that shit <laughs> can we do a quick aside to how attractive Cavill is in Fallout though oh man oh it's incredible <laughs> it's so good it's incredible mm-hmm. yeah so good. I'm glad that it you know worked out this way. It did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so the only reason that this cut exists is because there's hashtags. Oh. <laughs> so I thought it might be fun to research some director's cuts uh, that have not been released or have been rumored to be released and uh, talk about them for the podcast. Yeah, sure. To see if we can get 
see if we can get another cut released. I mean, yeah, you know. Also, the last thing I wanted to say is I think that another reason why this cut is coming out is because partly because of the pandemic and this need for like content, mm-hmm. right? Especially I, HBO's need for exactly. content. Exactly. Yeah. Because when it when it came up when it released, like HBO Max was like not doing good at all, like with subscribers, not doing well. Superman does good. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm only going to be a pedant on that one because Superman's in the movie we're talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Champing is a different Dude. story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, I kind of just I kind of feel like they just threw the money out there to get subscribers as well. Like, yeah. we don't care what the movie is; it's it's whatever you know. Turning capital into market share. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, I've asked each of you to compile some uh, some movies that you would like to see cuts of. And these are these are cuts we want to convince. Yeah. Warner or whoever else. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Hashtag release the so and so cut. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Got it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Sean, do you want to start? So the first one that came to mind, I actually had a hard time. Yeah. Thinking of this, so I had to like Google <laughs> Warner franchises. Yeah, they have to be Warner Brothers movies, right? Yeah. Because Warner's the one shelling out the cash. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you think Paramount's gonna do this? <laughs> they won't even give a mustache up. <laughs> million for a mustache get <laughs> fucked <laughs> um i want to live in a world where what's in my head is is correct and that happy feet um was a much darker george miller movie mm-hmm. and i would love to hashtag release the miller cut of happy feet where i think they have to drive across the wasteland of antarctica mm-hmm. Ooh. okay all right to find guzzoline mm-hmm. wait would it be guzzoline in happy feet isn't isn't that what's killing their entire environment? Shouldn't they be anti-driving? I don't know. We've never interviewed the penguins about it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they like being oiled up. Yeah, I, 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 that's a good point. Are Maybe there... the penguins work at Bullet Town. Then that makes more sense. I suppose mm. doesn't make any sense. Still dance numbers. Oh, of course. In the Miller Cut. I'm actually surprised that there isn't a good like Mad Max musical already i mean mm. mad max fury road is kind of like a musical well, or it's kind just of. you just gotta flip everything with it it's just you know it's an ice wasteland instead of like a desert wasteland so like everyone's got water people are people want sand that's oh that's who true. controls Ooh. the sand now we're talking <laughs> he who controls the sand controls who's the universe sand, you know happy feet who's got sand <laughs> uh so that that's my first entry is okay. uh, release the the miller cut of, of uh, happy feet, happy feet. <laughs> like the like the the proper Miller cut. Are you so? Are you positing that the studio took the movie away from and him? turned it into a penguin musical? Fuck. When Ooh. what George Miller had in his head was penguins in the wasteland, well, <laughs> looking I'm, for sand. Well, now I'm furious. <laughs> I'm furious. <laughs> I'm very upset about this theoretical development. Mm-hmm. Uh, sidebar: George Miller almost directed a Justice League movie would watch that's right yeah yeah called justice league mortal actually i'm fine with happy feet it's a little boring but george miller is like other <laughs> why aren't you such a monster don't say it's boring it's got dancing fucking penguins in it sean a it's a musical b it's got dancing fucking penguins yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> you take that back um but i, I like george miller's other i never other watched films. happy happy feet 2 did he make it uh i'm I, not sure that's I him i think so yeah i think he, I think he, did, he both. did both yeah, yeah. okay yeah I had a really... long detour into children's animation. I'm a huge fan of Babe Two Pig in the City. Mm-hmm. It is a wackadoodle movie. I've yeah. never seen it. Oh, it's real creepy. I've seen Babe One. Yeah, Babe One is great. Some pig. That'll do, pig. Oh yeah, some pig is Charlotte's Web, isn't it? 
fuck. Get my pig, my farm <laughs> pigs mixed up. All right, Bobby, you're up. Um, okay, I'm I'm going with uh, the uh, Joel Schumacher cut of Batman Forever. Because <laughs> why not? Yeah. And what you do know? you envision uh, out of this? Uh, I'm going to tell you because it's actually been reported on here. Mm. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, it has been. So after Joel Schumacher died, there was a, a article released about an apparent 170 minute cut of oh. Batman Forever. <laughs> mm. This is the movie with Val Kilmer as Batman, Chris O'Donnell as uh, Dick Grayson Robin, Tommy Lee Jones as Two Face, and Jim Carrey as the Riddler. Mm-hmm. So apparently, the you both have seen this movie, right? Mm-hmm. This would have been the first Batman movie I saw in the theaters. Oh, I don't, I don't know if I saw this one in the theaters actually. Damn, my first my first Batman movie in the theater might have been Batman and Robin. Oh, I'm so sorry, Bobby. Yeah. This explains a lot, actually. Is that like a good good explains a lot or it's just an Explains a lot. Let's we'll <laughs> leave it at that. <laughs> Does this explain why we're watching Justice League on Thursday? This explains exactly what we're doing for four hours on Thursday. Evening. Okay. All right. Um, I so feel like having seen the original Tim Burton's Batman in the theaters has somehow saved me from this awful fate you it guys really are subscribed to. It really has. <laughs> the old Schumacher curse. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have been mocked. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, okay, so um, yeah, this version of the movie opens with Two Face like escaping Arkham Asylum, uh, more extended scenes with the Riddler. But apparently, this version of this of Batman Forever sounds a lot like what we're getting with Justice League right now, because mm-hmm. uh, the bulk of this version's runtime focused on the emotional and psychological issues that led to Bruce Wayne becoming Batman, including a sequence of Wayne facing down a giant human-sized bat. Mm. That was physically created and shot for the movie. <laughs> like Man Bat? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Akiva Goldsman was the writer on it. And uh, he said he described the f- first version of the movie as a very intricate story of guilt uh, in which Bruce Wayne discovers a journal from his father that reads, Martha and I want to stay home tonight, but Bruce wants to see a movie. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce has repressed uh, the fact that he holds himself responsible for his parents' death. He goes, we shot it. It was tested. Audience were not interested. No shit. That sounds awful. No shit. Um, And then the part with the giant bat actually happens when Riddler and Two-Face interrupt the date that Bruce and Chase Meridian are having at his house. And when Two-Face shoots Bruce Wayne and grazes him on the head. The next morning when he wakes up, he has like a small bit of amnesia and he does not know who he is. Mm. And so Alfred takes him to the cave where it happened and that's where he faces down the, the man bat and remembers who he is. Thus leading to the climax of the movie. Fuck. That sounds like a nightmare, but I'd watch it. Yeah. Sounds charged. Charged <laughs> up. Release yeah. release the man man bat cut. Release oh, the I like man that. bat cut. That's, what, yeah. that's where I'm at with that. Man so. bat's such a great character. I actually really like yeah there's, i've read a few different man bat storylines yeah. that release the, uh, release the remock <laughs> Ooh, that's good <laughs> get mocked would you like, like to remock this movie <laughs> <laughs> is this our spinoff pod movies remocked remocked mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> just given that little joel if they, English uh, if they everything we see i kind of went on a joel schumacher kick for a little while None of that surprises me. Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, it's it's interesting. <laughs> it is. <laughs> was, that after you, was that after you watched Lost Boys? Uh, No, actually, no, it wasn't after I watched Lost Boys. What did I watch? 
Wait, you know, it might have been because I'd never seen Lost Boys, but then he also did 8mm. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Speaking of movies that need to have long conversations about that. <laughs> Release the machine cut. That's, oh, man. <laughs> it just keeps coming back around. It does. It it's, does. It's really... Which is so weird because it's like it's like the least remarkable Nicolas Cage movie. Like, you almost forget Nicolas Cage is in this movie. Like, yeah. how does he fade to the background of this film? No idea. Of Full of eccentric characters. He's like the boring straight guy, mm-hmm. you know? What a waste. It's, it's really weird. It's just part of its odd charms, though, you know? Yeah, yeah. If somebody else directed that movie, like, Nicolas Cage would have been cast as Dino Velvet. There's something, there's something about Nicolas Cage portraying a quiet horror at watching a series of other actors play him from other films Ooh, yes that's true and he's just the whole time like what <laughs> what's going on <laughs> <laughs> it's uh yeah that that anyway we're i digress yes um, sorry it was a joe schumacher <laughs> tangent with eight millimeter <laughs> Um, There's a lot of a lot of quarantine watches that will sneak I into like this pod. I apologize for a digression. What is the point of this podcast? We're on? <laughs> well, because I mean, this is a podcast of digressions. It's <laughs> right. Pretty much, yeah, invite, exactly you've invited what, yeah. us to make yeah make up theoretical bullshit to talk about. Um, so you yeah, say I'm, theoretical, but now we're in a world that apparently we can tell Warner what to do. Yes, that's true. Well, some of mine I'm, would involve bringing people back from the dead, so I don't know if that's going to happen, but. I'll I'll start with some that are at least plausible. I'm fairly sure. I'm fairly certain HBO Max can make it happen. They probably actually they can. They probably could. Fuck. Yeah. All right. Well. Yeah. Whatever. They can pull it off. So anyway, uh, in in keeping with the spirit of of I, your suggestion as well, and just the Justice League conversation, the first thought I had was, um, also in reference to our recent string of Batman movies oh, that yeah. we uh, spoke about on this very podcast here. Excuse me. Is uh release the nolan cut of tim burton's batman and the tim burton cut of batman begins Ooh! force tim burton to actually deal with the character of batman because he is that would be patently good. refused to do that <laughs> in either of the films that he made <laughs> so if he had to actually deal with the footage that was you know captured for batman begins and force him to look at the character of bruce wayne and like what does he think how is that reflected in his film and then force uh you know uh, Nolan to do the opposite. All you right. have to make a Batman movie that has absolutely fucking nothing to do with Batman. I'll tell you what, Nolan could probably kill it too. Yeah. He would find a way to turn it into being about Batman. Yeah. I mean, he'll find like some smart way of like, I don't know, repeating images or some shit. It'll turn mm. into like. It's all been in the mind of Catwoman or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. shit, is this Tenant Batman? I'm totally in for Tenant Batman. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. shit. Yeah. Tenant Batman. Tim Burton's Batman shit. is actually just the fantasy that Selena Kyle has of Batman in Batman uh, Return of Dark Knight. Dark Knight Returns is the movie name of that movie. Yeah. Dark Knight. <laughs> Dark Knight Rises? Dark Knight Thank Rises. You. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Dark Knight Returns is Let's the go ahead and comic. Yeah. cut that yeah, one no, out. No, no, no. You're good. You're good. Hear the clatter of a million nerd keyboards. We're uh, it's okay. We're we're when it comes to Christopher Nolan, we are just tenanting everything. <laughs> we can always <laughs> rewind. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I think it would actually be really interesting just to see Batman Begins with that Tim Burton color palette, like that mm-hmm. sort of wackadoodle design. 
Yeah, uh, and the uh, Danny Elfman score. Yeah. And then putting the fucking Hans Zimmer score on top of the Keaton <laughs> Batman. Like, Ooh. dude, all that stuff. Like, everything gets swapped. They have to use the footage. You know, they can't right. shoot anything new. No CGI trickery bullshit. You got to use what's there. But, you know, make your cut of it. <laughs> I'd be fascinated to see I that. I like it. Yeah. Definitely. I would definitely I'd, be into that. I think both movies would be tremendously compromised by this. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I would love I would love to see that. It would be fascinating. And yeah. I feel like Warner like fuck it Warner, what are you doing? You don't even know. Give it a shot. I'll watch it. I Who mean, wouldn't it, watch that? What the fuck is that? Like Tim Burton's <laughs> Cut of Batman Begins? No one asked for this. Release it. Make it happen. <laughs> You burned a giant bridge with. <laughs> you already burned a bridge with Christopher Nolan. This is one way you might be able to like sweeten the pot to bring it back. Like, yeah. hey, look, dude, we're gonna give you all the original footage from Tim Burton's Batman. You can cut it however you want. Dude. Call your boy Hans. Get in here. <laughs> Quit being a bitch. Just kiss and make up. Quit being a bitch. Yeah. Get a job. Suck a bitch. <laughs> Keep your pussy up, Chris. <laughs> Oh my god! Here goes my entire professional podcasting career. Yeah, would right. you would you no expect getting this. on a podcast anyways with us? Yeah, you may as well take this recording and bury it in a hole, and it will <laughs> reach as many people. <laughs> Quite a few so more. Well, if we put it on the internet, so I like your podcast. Oh, I love it, but our let's you know I'm just being honest about our. I'm not actually worried about <laughs> quoting RuPaul. Hmm. Um, all right, what's uh, what's your next one, Sean? Um, right, we're going, uh, yeah, we'll I don't know you. what the hashtag would be for this. Okay, um, but I've always wanted to see a cut of Inception to continue this Nolan Ooh. bit. Yeah, um, where everything that happens in the levels below level one, the dream levels below one, uh-huh. happen in real time in relation to level one, so they're super sped up oh. instead of slowing down like. Oh, the okay. car going off. So like the stuff with old right. Ken Watanabe is like <laughs> three hundred. Oh times. shit! <laughs> so just oh, I like it. this. Yeah. So yeah. So now it's, it's a twenty-minute movie tops. <laughs> it's them planning the heist, incomprehensible action at you know four hundred x speed. <laughs> the skiing bit would be hilarious because oh, <laughs> that's two levels in. Oh, it's three. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh i like that okay that's way that's better because on the dvd for memento i remember they right. put, they had the chronological cut oh wasn't yeah. there like a it was code a secret, yeah it was a secret yeah thing. you right. had to like do some dumb shit with the remote to to get it to play like that but that was dumb because it was like I, this move i don't know can't you couldn't figure that out i don't know like <laughs> It's pretty it's simple. Also, yeah, it's it's a worse movie Have you chronological. Seen it? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've never seen it. I'm assuming it doesn't work chronologically. Like no, that's it's, boring. It's fine. It's but yeah, exactly. There's kind man of like goes nothing. from A to B to C. Yeah, there's kind of nothing special about it. Like what, yeah. you know, the the storytelling is a very important part of like what gives that movie its power and its effect. You know, so if you get all of the twists of the movie halfway through the film, which is how it works chronologically, then. You're kind of like, oh, now I'm just watching all the <laughs> stuff play out. That's him, like, afterwards trying to remember what happened. But I already know everything. Right. You know, so. I don't have 
short-term memory loss. Exactly. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I as the audience. Yeah. The retrograde amnesia, you know, storytelling <laughs> right. element has suddenly disappeared from this film about retrograde amnesia. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's it's silly. It's it's one of those things you could tell, like, for sure. You know, that was Nolan's well second film. You know, after following, but um, you know, his first like American released successful picture mm-hmm. he didn't have the clout that he has now um, nowadays i'm sure he would refuse to ever do yeah. something like that yeah. with yeah. Right. Movies. yeah yeah um even as a stupid easter egg special feature but uh but yeah it's, it's just odd um but anyway this is a way better idea i like that as an alternate version and i could also <laughs> see him getting behind that too he's like that's great it it's all just like about like your relative perception of time which is what he's all fucking about yeah right so it's like right. well let's just put it on the other end man like <laughs> fuck this side let's get in on that side you know like <laughs> take me deep brother <laughs> i want to feel like things only make sense when i'm in there just like Cobb, you know you lose every single one of those like heartfelt uh conversations between leo and marion like mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay it's hashtag the chipmunks cut mm-hmm. that's oh, exactly yeah. what it is Oh my the God. Edith Piaf song uh, Monk? sounds correct now. Inceptmonk. <laughs> Inceptmonk. Great. Chipception. I don't know. <laughs> Chipption. Um, all right. My next one is a Superman jam. It's a Superman alternate reality. The Richard Donner Superman? Yeah. Yeah. Chris Reeves Superman. Yeah. Chris Reeves Superman. So, Isn't that Donner? Uh, Donner did the first one, yeah. Okay. First okay. two, right? I haven't seen. Yeah, well, two, two. I think was taken away from him because there's like the Donner cut of there part two. There is the Donner cut. There is this history of Justice League movies. Yeah, yeah, superhero movies just away. not not getting done well. done right. <laughs> um, Daddy so, Studio knows best. Mm-hmm. Dorian and I recorded a podcast, which I am going to edit and release uh, about about Amazon Prime. We went down a hole of Amazon Prime <laughs> ninja movies. Now, a majority of these ninja movies were produced by Canon Canon. Films. Okay? The legendary. The legendary (laughs) Canon Films. Menahem Golan and Yoram Globus. They're just... Cinema luminaries. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, in 1983, after disappointing Superman 3 with Richard Pryor and everything, Uh uh, the original producers of that of the Christopher Reeve movies decided to sell the rights to Canon and they sold them and they made Superman four: the quest for peace in which Superman as Christopher Reeve, <laughs> Superman Reeve, uh, Superman as Christopher Reeve. Uh, the opening of that movie is that he decides to get rid of, get rid of all nuclear weapons on earth. Mm-hmm. Right. He throws them into the sun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, wait, he has them all in a big net, Sean. Yeah. Well, Imagine on, a big net full of How else every would he do it, Bobby? Duh. <laughs> <laughs> this boy's going to go one by one? Yeah. He's going to go to the sun. There's a part of me sometimes Superman's where I can tell. Where I can tell. <laughs> work smart, not hard, Bobby. <laughs> There's a part of me when I'm explaining shit to you like this where I can tell in your face you want me to stop talking, but I'm finding ways to... <laughs> Make it longer. I just never to, want you to stop just talking. To, just to, <laughs> I never ever want you to stop talking. Okay, so anyways, he throws it all into the sun. Of course he does. I've never seen this. Really? <laughs> Not even either. Oh my god, we should watch oh, it. Oh shit, dude. 
It's all, I have it. It's only an hour and 30 minutes. So if Perfect. y'all are down. Part four is, I mean, after Rocky four the other night, now Superman Ooh. four, like, fuck. Dude, yeah. I didn't realize that, like, part four, I got to get into part four. It's like, part threes <laughs> always suck. <laughs> right. Three, you got too much shit going on. But, man, if you make it to four without, like, succumbing to the, the reboot temptation, mm. which most people do mm-hmm. after three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, if you get to four, like, oof. You just find that sweet spot of, like, we don't care. We'll take any idea as long as it sounds new. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I love um, this. So anyways. Canon. And, and and like the plot to this is that when this happens, Lex Luthor, who's played by Gene Hackman, uh, still he comes back. All the original players come back. Um, Fuck yeah. He has a piece of, of Superman's DNA, a piece of his hair, that he puts in like this little, I haven't seen this movie in a while, but somehow he gets it inside of one of these nuclear weapons. And when Superman throws it into the sun, it births nuclear man. Uh-huh. What? Yes. <clears throat> I'm not a, a scientist. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, the listeners may be surprised. Um, there isn't, a, there sounds... isn't an MD or a... Uh, I, 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 your name I ain't done much science in lately, but... <laughs> um, so that's all it takes. A bomb, yeah. a strand of Kryptonian hair, and... Uh, yeah, and some other stuff that makes, makes a person. So... While he gets rid of all nuclear weapons, Superman's, uh, you know, enemy in this movie is pretty much the a man made of nuclear weapons. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Holy shit. So, anyways, my hashtag. What's the design of nuclear man look? Because that it's a cool name. You know, yeah. he, you know what he looks like. He looks like he stepped out of Studio Fifty Four. Oh shit! He's seventies like. Yeah, it's it's mesh and see through, <laughs> is what it is, and he's blonde. Keep talking. Okay. I'm Googling a picture. Of- Anyways, this is a long way of saying I would I would have really loved it. Canon never made another Superman movie. It was the last time Christopher Reeve was in the role. I would love the Canon Films Superman universe. So this is yeah. I mean, is this like did did Simpsons straight up take like radioactive man from I think like, so. Superman yes. four? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you see did you find it? Did you find the picture? Holy shit. Yeah, bro. Is this like a Sean Connery and Zardo's kind of costume or something? No, it's not that. It's oh, not as man. revealing, but the the feathered hair wow. is unbelievably beautiful. I'm pretty confident the actor is dubbed as well in the movie. Great, like his voice. Yeah, oh, does. for sure. Yeah, Canon. They got some fucking Italian dude or some yeah. shit. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. They're like, look, we're paying for Hackman. We gotta save. <laughs> We gotta save some money. I got twenty-seven other movies in production right now, guys. Right. Save some money by not having a sound department on set. Yep. Uh, yeah. So I would, I would really love a universe where we got the Canon Films Superman, Superman series. So this isn't oh, a recut. Man. You okay. want? Do you want Canon to recut the first three Superman, or yes. do you want? No, I, <laughs> immediate. Yeah, I do. I, I absolutely. I'd never thought about it before. Now that I've heard about it, I want it immediately, and I'll pay a premium for that. <laughs> Seventy million. Listen up, Warner. Uh, the the budget of this movie was seventeen million. Uh huh. Seventeen million. Uh, opening weekend, it made five. The gross domestic was fifteen, and the worldwide gross was fifteen as well. You know what? They only for, lost two million for Superman. Yeah. Four. The quest for peace. Was it achieved? I can't remember the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just remember like those that beats the one, that I told is you. Is that about. the one where he like he peels like the logo off his chest and throws it at somebody and it like imprisons them? 
No, I think that was one or two. Oh, okay. I think that was in one or two. That was a weird thing. He's yeah, had, Superman's that. had a lot of weird powers over the years. Yeah. yeah. I remember that's, him turning time back by flying around, around. the world the wrong yeah. way. Yeah. Because that that's how time travel works. Science. <laughs> Whoever the science advisor on these <laughs> Superman films is, I gotta have a talk to you. <laughs> how do our babies made? Well, see, so you need a Kryptonian's hair. Yeah. Actually, Hannah just told me this morning. Actually, I did not know this, but like the like the National Science Committee or something like that, they actually have a free service to filmmakers and game developers and artists, like professional or amateur, like any level. If you totally want free. consulting, if you want scientific yeah. consulting, they will provide it because they just want more accurate science. Yeah, in artistic works, you know. So yeah, there's actually a completely free service. Um, which I had no idea. I thought that was for. That's like, actually really cool. Yeah, I had heard about this, but I thought it was for like big productions. But apparently, no. It's like literally anyone and everyone. If you're making something in the creative world, like they will provide you with this service. Um, oh, is there yeah. a number we can call? Because we can uh, get them on the line for this show, right? Incredible. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can I ask him about some of the ideas we have for. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. With the amount of ninja movies Doran and I have watched, I mean, you could recut the Quest for Peace and add some ninjas, and it would still probably work. <laughs> Look, I've seen Enter the Ninja. Yeah. Like, you can combine whatever you want with whatever else you want, and with minimal threading in between. And you know what? In a way, it'll work. <laughs> I mean, a goddamn nuclear ninja could come out of this explosion, and it would work. I mean trying to get my pants or like what, what's going on here someone's been reading dorian's diary yeah. <laughs> all right dorian what you got um okay my next one oh yeah okay i want the damon lindelof cut of Zack snyder's watchman oh oh he has proven himself adept with this material he understands it okay. to a very deep level, okay. unlike the person previously tasked with directing a film based on the comic. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I would like to see if, if he could salvage that into something that more closely resembles. Nothing's going to closely resemble the comic because it's impossible, but more closely resembles the intent of the comic. Or at least the feeling, the vibe yeah, of the comic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Snyder yeah. missed on every single point. Mm -hmm. Except we've discussed before, the opening credits, I think, are still brilliant. Yeah, it's great. But yeah, $70 million would do it, too. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what? You could do enough reshoots, enough CG nonsense. Yeah, look at, like, all... I mean, Lindelof after Watchmen is a critical darling. You, what right. more could you ask for than now we're going to have Lindelof, like, write this egregious wrong within the same universe and the same world? whatever like bring in yeah a bunch of like the writers or like whoever you know to kind of help rework things mm -hmm. um so much of that movie is cgi you know exactly you could change some stuff without having to actually reshoot anything yeah right <laughs> right pretty easily maybe a couple new rorschach scenes or something <laughs> <laughs> um yeah but uh, redo the entire ending anyway yeah it was one of those like we previously thought that this was like a completely unfilmable thing you know, right. and then somehow this guy, against all fucking odds, was like, "I'm not only gonna, I'm not only gonna film this, I'm gonna film a fucking made-up sequel to it, unauthorized, <laughs> because the creator has, you know, doesn't own this, so I'm gonna take right. advantage of that." <laughs> well, one of the creators owns it. Yeah, I well, think we, I thought, we well, might give too much credit to. Um, well, no, I think there <clears> was <throat> a there was a thing that I understood where because because um you know the comic industry was in such uh, dire straits when Watchmen came out and Alan Moore was kind of like a nobody still that part of the deal was that um 
DC would own the rights until it went out of print. And then mm-hmm. those yeah, rights right. would go right. to him and <clears throat> it became Watchmen and has never gone out of print. So I don't think Alan Moore owns any of it. Gotcha. And I think that's why mm-hmm. like everybody can make whatever the fuck they want with Watchmen because he doesn't actually have any say in it whatsoever. Well, I know Alan Moore has said publicly that he <laughs> does not believe it should be. Oh, adapted. he talks about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and what's the artist? Not artist. Uh, Givens. Dave Givens. Givens yeah. Um, yeah, he's on board. He he's was... been consulted on you know every yeah. Watchmen project. Yeah. Yeah, I think all the Watchmen projects have been done like in good faith. They wanted right, to, right. but you know, ultimately it was like, well, he's never going to agree. So, right. um, he I remember also, there was, like is a wizard up in Northern England or yeah. something, right? There was actually, I mean, speaking of Watchmen and actually fantasy versions, uh, there was a Terry Gilliam version of Watchmen that was yeah. in pre-production for a while. A and, man known for finishing um, films, <laughs> uh, dude. Who was it? Uh, Robin Williams, I think, was going to play the comedian. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis Whoa. was going to be Silk Spectre. I kind of like that. Um, uh, fuck, who was going to be Rorschach? It was some the casting. Like he had the whole cast yeah. picked out, and it was like all amazing casting decisions uh, across the board. But it was one of the he he ended up turning you know like dropping the whole thing because he was like, you can't do this as a movie. It's impossible. It would have to be a miniseries. You know, he was like the, like a high production. And this was like in the. I think it was like in the late 80s or early 90s. So this Fairly is before, soon after Watchmen was published. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And this before prestige, high production value TV was a thing at all. You know, so it was like a total, this it will never to happen. Movie, yeah. yeah. Um, so he ended up, yeah, burying the whole thing. But um, yeah, it's this wild, like, what if scenario. I'm just like, man, what if fucking Terry Gilliam directed the Watchmen world? Like, What if we had be- an 80s watchman movie that would be yeah. rad yeah can, but like think about like brazil and the comic watchman <clears throat> like coming together like what that would look like it's, it's superhero amazing. movies wouldn't be what they are today yeah right? totally right. like this would be the we would have proof that movie we would have proof that another way exists right. and is awesome exactly yeah. exactly but uh but short of that let's let's you know fuck it let's give lindelof a swing at the it can't be worse <laughs> exactly it can't be worse exactly yeah. Ugh. I found an article about uh, Terry Gilliam's Watchmen. It was uh, Robin Williams was reportedly interested in playing Rorschach. Oh, okay, mm. Rorschach. Yeah. Uh, uh, Joel Silver would have produced it. Of course. Uh, Silver wanted <laughs> alter Arnold Schwarzenegger as Doctor Manhattan. <laughs> uh, yes. I. You know what? Hundred percent. Terminator style. Original script was written by. But remember, he also has to play like the nerdy uh, watchmaker. Does, yeah. Before he gets zapped. Yeah. Uh, original Which script, I would also like to see. <laughs> original script was written by Sam Hamm, who wrote the original Batman. Uh, there was a new ending, which was apparently bonkers. Mm. Um, of course, Zack Snyder hates the script's ending, Terry Gilliam's script's ending. Well, uh, his script's ending. Yeah, yeah. he apparently good, hated so. the book's ending. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Why were people so afraid of this squid? It looked so good in Lindelof's... Yeah, it did. That's my favorite episode, is the mirror mask guy. Yeah. Whatever, what's his name? Oh, mirror uh, guy. Yeah, I know you're mirror. Mirror. <laughs> looking glass. <laughs> looking yeah. glass. Hey, mirror guy. Yeah, I know. It's more memorable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were actually we FaceTime with Jeremy for a little bit last night and we were hassling him. I was telling him about A bar a little bit. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and I was like, wait, did you watch Watch Me? He's like, No, nah, I haven't. I was like, dude, oh, Jeremy. Maybe. Even Hannah came over and she was like, dude, I don't fucking do comics, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't give a shit. She was like, This is still one of the best things I've ever seen yeah. on television, you know. 
Yeah, so he claim he doesn't he's not you know he doesn't subscribe to HBO Max though, and I was like, well, I can't fault you for that either. So he can have my login. <laughs> yeah, get everyone I on there. Hannah offered it to him. <laughs> yeah, of course she did. <laughs> Fuck her. She's like, I will kiss you. Oh, that's right. Because today, I think today also is the last day that Judas and the Black Messiah is on mm-hmm. HBO Max. And I was telling him, I was like, dude, you should watch it if you have a Max account. And he was like, ah, I don't. And I was like, well, if tomorrow's the last day it's on Max, then on Monday it'll be everywhere else. Right. So, oh, yeah. That's you can true. rent it. Yeah, you know, right, but I was right, like, right. dude, definitely, definitely watch this. Yeah, I really yeah. enjoyed that. That was a, like just talking about it made me go like, fuck, if today's the last, maybe I should watch it again. Like, <laughs> yeah. That was a really good movie. Because mm-hmm. I, well, I also watched it on the uh, Music Box screen. Oh, yeah, that's and, right. Yeah. I mean, it was it was great quality. It looked, but it was 1080p and they have it in 4K HDR and shit on, on HBO Max. I'm like, pff, cinematography was fantastic in that yeah, movie. It was, it was Sean really Bobbitt. Cool. Yeah, so good stuff. But anyway. All right, Sean. Uh, I, I only have a couple more. That's fine. And it was, it was really hard. So we're gonna we're gonna make some stretches. Stretch, um, stretch baby. Warner oh. owns Mortal Kombat film rights. Yes. Mortal Kombat. Sorry. No, no, no. Don't ever apologize. And I don't know what the cut would be. I okay. just want. In fact, don't recut it. Just give the creators of the original Mortal Kombat seventy million dollars as like a tip. <laughs> <laughs> as a thank you from the world. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. All right. Change nothing. Uh huh. Give everyone involved seventy million dollars. You're well, talking from split. the. You're yeah. talking from the ninety-five movie. Oh, of course. Yeah, of okay. course. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can we just? No, get... you throw everyone involved in annihilation off a cliff. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. No, that's a good yeah. point. Yeah. 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 Except for the CGI artists who made those adorable dragons. At the oh end. my god! Like, the uh, animalities are tried so hard. So cute. <laughs> uh, but like, I, I think that's a fantastic idea. And if they wanted to then take some of that $70 million tip and say, here, James Wan, why don't you make a Mortal Kombat movie? Ooh. I could be into that. I would actually be interested in to see James Wan's cut of the 95 <laughs> the Mortal Paul Kombat. Paul W.S. Anderson? Yeah. The PWSA? I, you know what? I'll go, a step, yeah. I'll go a step further and say that James Wan is a... Uh, is a producer on the new Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. coming out on HBO Max. I would want to see like his cut of that movie yeah you know like of if he directed one. it of the new one uh, he's yeah. a producer on it so he shepherded it but yeah. like he's not the director uh-huh. having having seen the trailer i would already like to see someone else's version of this movie <laughs> <laughs> you shut your whore mouth <laughs> bobby i know you're on my team here. i mean I, i'm we're in, baby. excited I'm we're in. excited about I'm... dumb mortal Kombat movie <laughs> <laughs> so fucking bad. of course it does it's a Mortal Kombat movie. But it's all CGI shit. Yeah. It's so the old one didn't have that, and it was amazing. The old one was literally a computer game. <laughs> it's all CGI shit. Which, actually, they did use the sprites made of stills. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. Mortal Kombat, the franchise, started as a fidget yeah. game. <laughs> yeah, with filmed live-action characters. Sprites. Yeah. yeah, my argument doesn't hold no. out here. No, Mortal Kombat has always been about the live action element. You're right. When you're right, you're right. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I take it back. Please rip these seventy million dollars out of the starving hands of Mortal Kombat <laughs> producers. <laughs> I would like that. I would like the uh, seventy million dollar tip to. Uh, yeah, Mortal I'm Kombat. not sure. I'm not sure what they would change. What how you would recut that to make it a better movie? Yeah, I don't know. That's, it's that's one of those a, movies that's so perfect, bad yeah. that it's like it really hits its spot. Yeah. You know, that it's movie's st- great. Still the best yeah. video like, game movie. 
Yes. Yeah. Only because we did this. I ran down a list of video game movies last time we were hanging out at Dorian's, and yeah, it's it was the like, best one by far. Yeah, uh, it's Super the most Mario, fun to watch. Uh, Super Mario Brothers is in a class of its own. Yes, correct. It does not resemble the franchise it's based on at all, and it's an amazing movie in its own right. But as far as like, we took this thing that was successful in this medium and transferred it to this other medium and made something that was like. <laughs> You know, captured the same spirit of it. It's the only one, and made for the, the only exact one. same audience. Yeah, exactly. I think you see yeah. a lot of like. Uh, I don't know when you talk about uh, the best, the list of the best video game movies. Detective Pikachu comes up a lot, and I'm fairly <laughs> certain that was a game played by 40 year old Japanese men mm-hmm. strictly, <laughs> and they tried to make it for American teenagers. I, I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah, you know, something like that. And I like a lot of parts of that, but Pika, Pika. I think. She was so cute, but he doesn't it. say Pika Pika. He talks like Ryan Gosling. Oh, right. Or not Ryan, Ryan Gosling. Reynolds. Ryan yeah. Reynolds. Way worse. I would be way more interested if Ryan Gosling played Pikachu. Oh, man. I would have, I would have been at the theater for that, actually. <laughs> he puts his gloves on. You have five minutes. Gosling. <laughs> Want to fight? Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> um, who's next? I think you were next. I'm next, right? Yeah. Okay. Um... You all know that I have a deep love for the Fast and Furious franchise. It is what? so it is so far the franchise that has not failed me at all. Never, I don't know. Right. I've never heard of this before. Hobbs and Shaw didn't fail you. Yeah. I, it, that was a spinoff. I'm not counting that. Okay, I'm okay. talking. I'm talking like current main series. Yeah, sure. the main the main series. Uh, you know, is is has not failed me <laughs> at all. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, when these movies were coming out, a lot of studios were trying to do different versions of their own fast and furious mm. and trying to build it mm-hmm. all of them failed however one that came out was called torque in 2004 <laughs> i vaguely remember okay. seeing trailers for this yes. okay this is like the shazam of yes. fast and furious it is yes. oh my god yes it is Shit. <laughs> fuck yeah okay bobby i love you <laughs> okay so this movie was directed by this is why we do what we do <laughs> I think one of the other movies that like tried to make it big was this movie called Biker Boys. Right? You remember this? Do you remember? You remember this? No. This was a. This was. It was a motorcycle. Another motorcycle movie. But it was Torque a motorcycle movie. Torque is a motorcycle movie. Fast and Furious with half the wheels. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Sean. Sean. It's a Fast and the Furious with crotch rockets. Oh, of course it is. Um, so Biker Boys was uh, it was a all black family. So like Lawrence Fishburne was in it, and like uh, he had a son who was trying to get into like these different biker gangs or whatever. It was like a PG version of what's that show on FX? Wild Hogs. Oh, Sons of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or Wild Hogs. Or Wild Hogs. Travolta. Yeah. Yeah. Who who were the Hogs? William H Macy. Tim, Tim Allen. Yeah, Tim Allen, John Travolta, William H. Macy, and Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence, right, right. We both need to make room in our brains for other information. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, anyways, 2004, Torque, American action movie, directed by Joseph Kahn. Um, It is actually produced by Neil H. Moritz, who is the producer on all of the Fast and Furious movies. That's right, yeah. Okay, but I would love a uh, Vin Diesel cut of torque because vin diesel famously did the first fast and furious movie uh did not come back for number two 
But uh, when number three was being produced, which was com- which was the one that happened in Tokyo and completely new cast and the whole nine yards, Universal wanted him to come back to do a cameo at the end to just sort of kind of like leave the door open a little bit. And he would only agree to it if Universal gave him the rights to the Riddick character that he played so oh, that he okay. could produce his own movies. Like that's, right. that's what he took as payment. And Tokyo Drift ended up becoming so popular and doing so well that they made Fast and Furious, which brought back the original four from the first movie. And it is why we have the series. It is why we have number nine coming out in June. And so I would like to see a Vin Diesel produced and cut of Torque. Yeah. All right. Behind that. Yeah. Torque it up. Torque it up. Diesel it it. up. So release the diesel cut. The success of the Fast franchise is why we have three pitch black movies or the last two Riddick movies. Mm -hmm. Is that not the same? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. Sorry about that. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Son of a bitch! <laughs> no, it's because they did they did Pitch Black, which was uh like a a, a for like an indie like sci fi movie was like yeah. a success, and then Universal gave them a shit ton of money to do a sequel, mm-hmm. and it completely bombed. So Universal did not want to produce any more Riddick sequels, but like Vin Diesel and that director did. Wait, Chronicles wasn't the sequel. Chronicles was the sequel, and oh, okay. then Riddick Chronicles bombed. Oh, yeah. there's just a movie called Riddick. That's the one that we watched. Remember you, me, and Kaz? No. Yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> no, was, no, no to, was to the answer. You <laughs> was the answer no. to, no, no, do no, no, you no. remember? <laughs> Riddick is the one that opens when he's on that planet by himself, and he's got like that that like alien dog with him and stuff. Literally none of this is ringing what? a bell. I remember that we put a movie in. Yeah. You were both so into this movie, too. Likely. All right. <laughs> that sounds all right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> So random uh, Fast and Furious yeah. tangent here. Yeah. So there's another Paul Walker movie called uh, Eight Below. Yes. The Sled Dog movie. The Sled Dog yes. movie. Yes. Okay. So one of the movies that I watched on a marathon of obscure movie as movies yesterday uh-huh. was called um, The Girl from the Sea. Okay. It's a Japanese movie from 1959 um, directed by a gentleman named something Kurahara. Okay. Kiyoshi Kurahara. I don't remember. Kurahara, though. Um, doesn't have a lot of credits as a film, but he was obviously working, you know, in, in the Japanese film industry throughout that time period. But he made a movie in the 80s. I think it was in the 80s um, about uh, scientists out in the Arctic who are uh, have to abandon their posts and have to leave their dogs behind to fend for themselves and then afterwards you know like when things clear up like mount a rescue expedition to go back and find those dogs have to abandon the post because of weather or yeah something like that Mm -hmm. okay um this is the plot of the movie eight below oh that's the plot of eight below oh and this gentleman mr kurahara is credited (gasps) as the uh one of the writers for the original movie that he made in the 80s about it was based off of that film Oh, but wow. yeah, so wow. this crazy movie about like a Japanese might have been a shark woman. They kind of left that a little vague at the end uh, from 1959. Uh, yeah, wrote and directed. I think he directed also. Yeah, this this movie about sled dogs for, you know, a Japanese movie about this that was then adapted into a Paul Walker vehicle by Walt Disney, PG Disney in the movie, middle yeah. 2000s, I mm-hmm, think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, no shit. There you go. Crazy. Did Disney also put out Iron Will? Have they been making yes. sled dog movies? They for, have. They did put out time? Iron Will. Yeah. That was huh? the first movie I ever cried at. Ever? In theaters. 
<laughs> Iron Will's sad as shit. What did you cry to at home prior to that? <laughs> Every single thing. Yeah. On oh, okay. <laughs> 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 oh my god. Um, was Iron Will the first movie you saw in theaters? No, I was thinking about this the other day. I think it was one of the. It could have been the first one, the Land Before Time. That's oh. the, that's my first memory. I don't. Okay. I don't, okay. Uh, I don't remember the first movie I, I ever watched in theaters. The first R-rated movie I ever watched in theaters, Blade. Oh wow! It's nice. my first R-rated movie in the theater. No parents. Went with my cousin. He asked That's me if awesome. I was going to be okay and have nightmares because there were vampires, and I was like, "No, I'm gonna, do, I'm gonna, I'll be fine." Yeah, and watched it and it was amazing. Not a single vampire stands a chance in that movie. No. <laughs> no. Not when the Daywalkers here. <laughs> Not when Chris Christopherson's <laughs> olding it up. <laughs> Get you fuckers at a bad time. <laughs> oh, it's such a good line when it happens in that movie. What it's a great so movie! Cool. And then he throws a bomb at them. Yeah. <laughs> Him always smoking while filling up the gas tank of the car, the Blade Mobile. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really a good. brilliant movie. He gives no fucks. Not not a single one. He didn't give a fuck. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dorian, what you got? The Robert Zemeckis cut of Space Jam. Ooh, give it to me. Tell Wait, me is he, was he a producer on it? I don't know, but I know he directed. Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which is a far more successful hybrid of live action and animation. And it came out eight years prior to Space Jam. So rather than get LeBron to make a new CGI, uh, you know, French rapist canceling movie. uh, (laughs) Let's. Wow. (laughs) That movie's been through some shit. Sean, Um, you're invited to be on the Space Jam trailer podcast. I have to pass. What? Let's just have let's just have like Zemeckis let's just have Zemeckis make a better version of the first movie. You do not like Space Jam? No, I don't give a shit about basketball. When's the last time you watched Michael Space Jam? Jordan. When's the last time you watched Space both Jam? Both of those things. Uh, nineteen ninety three or whatever. <laughs> no, it was later than that. I think it was ninety six. Ninety six. Yeah. Uh, I have much appreciation for the Space Jam official website, which is still up. If you want to check it out, awesome. Yeah, you can. I was looking at it the other day. There's some great. <laughs> late 90s uh internet <laughs> happening yeah. on it and someone at warner has to keep that updated for modern browsers web like, 1.0 yeah it's really great um but no i don't i don't really care for space jam Damn. i like yeah. the music yeah, yeah the music's I, I, good i like it more as just like a cultural artifact and yes. like comedic yes. touchstone but yeah if you wanted to actually i don't know like dip into the warner archives and like hey let's let's try to maybe improve <laughs> something in the you know in in the style of like Zack Snyder being able to apply all this CGI nonsense to shit that he shot four years ago. Yes. That's kind of what this movie was. You know, you could reanimate a few things if you needed to, to like update it, mm-hmm. change a couple ideas sure. and whatnot. You know, there's, there's some malleability there. So let's get Zemeckis on the case. Cause he's not doing, you know, much fair. He did that. Welcome what is he to doing? Marwin. Movie oh, yeah, that that's right. And he did that walk movie that didn't. I saw that. I, I didn't see. I heard either. it was. I heard there was an issue with it, which is that it was nauseating to watch. Which I mean, he, what he intended it to be, which is a, kind of an issue. I mean, spoiler alert: <laughs> he made it across. Yeah. And just you know, <laughs> he was like, "Let's do a 3D like vertigo inducing movie." It's like what? mission accomplished. Yeah. I mean, yeah, apparently that was people were like, "Nope, uh, nope." 
nope, get him, fan. Bob. Yeah. <laughs> so I think he just contents himself by like re-releasing Polar Express every like few years. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what a visual. Yeah, if there, you know what? If there was a movie to go back and fix shit in. Movie. I don't know. Yeah. Do they really? Yeah. 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 If there was a movie to As go back like and improve movie, on. Yeah. I guess people love Forrest Gump too. And I would can definitely go back and improve those suck faces. Suck a bag of dicks. On Polar Express? Yeah. Not Beowulf. You'd go with Polar Express? Yeah. <laughs> Beowulf is, is a special kind of movie. It's, it's, an, it's an hour and a half long Austin Powers gag. It is. Yeah. Of hiding penises behind phallic objects. Yeah. Like that's most of that movie. It was weird. The third scene is that, that Angelina, ha- right? Yeah, I remember seeing it in the theaters. She when plays I was in the college. mom. Is... Crispin Glover, Glover plays Grendel. Grendel's mother. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Which is pretty good at it. <laughs> sure, Crispin Glover's <laughs> the super villain. I think I like that it. might have been the next the time. Original Nordic villain. That might have <laughs> been the. Glover. That might have been the only time they worked together after the Back to the Future series. Uh, because he didn't come back for number two and they recast him right yeah in number two yeah he's With an interesting Hughes guy yeah, probably a nightmare uh all right sean back to you what's uh i'm, I'm s- oh you guys know about this uh this horrible piece of um well from a horrible woman <laughs> this horrible piece of of harry potter canon that jk rowling known nightmare Mm -hmm. um released to the internet uh claiming that hogwarts and a lot of wizarding homes didn't have bathrooms for centuries because they would shit their pants and apparate their shit away what Hmm. and if we recut all of the harry potter series where kids are just always like walking around with a full load Mm. waiting for it to be apparated Mm. like they haven't learned the spell yet unbelievable <laughs> release the shit cut harry potter the shit cut <laughs> yeah jk rowling said this in a public forum on like MuggleNet or something like that okay and uh it stirred up a lot of controversy nice. still got your subscription to MuggleNet? oh yeah yeah you know og member <laughs> no uh, didn't we go to school with one of the founders yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um i used to be a big Mr. harry Sparks. potter fan but who who is one of the founders uh, Dylan Sparts. Oh, I remember Dylan. Yeah, what a oh, sweet. Guy I didn't too. know that. Yeah, yeah he had like a his, bunch of money. Brother, yeah, no, he was super rich. Him and his brother started it, and um, uh, yeah, no, because because uh, he, he was super young too. I remember at Flashpoint we used to joke about like the fact that he couldn't buy liquor, but he could buy a liquor store. Right. <laughs> <laughs> nice. With his wizard gold. Yep. Um. Yeah, that's that's my last one. I want the shit cut of, of the Harry Potter films. Mm. The shit Except cut. leave three alone. I think the Quran film still holds up. Yeah, it's good. It's a really good one. The rest of them I could take or leave. Okay, my uh my next one could be my last one, could not be it can go either way. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I want a, like a cut of, of this one, but it's something that I just I want more from. Mm. In general. <laughs> right? I was trying to think of a director to like take the reins or recut the movie. I think it's a really good movie, but um, I want, I want a cut or like a, a sequel or something of the 1998 movie fallen. Mm, it was yeah. a co-production with Warner brothers. So I know I they got fall. this in the, okay. I know they yeah. have this movie. It's part of the vault. It's part of the vault. I love this movie, by the way. I don't okay. Know if we've ever talked about fallen. We have together. talked about okay. it. We've been talking about rewatching it for a while yeah. and I'm, I've always told you I'm ready when you are. I have it. I own it on DVD and digitally. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. 
But anyways, I've told you about this movie before. Yeah, yeah. This is a Denzel Washington movie where he plays a police officer. Opening of the movie is uh, they're putting to death the uh, serial killer that he's been on the on the uh, trail of for a very long time. And then after the serial killer is put to death, murders start happening that eerily uh, imitate the the murders of that killer. And it gets uh, very, very supernatural, very spiritual. Angels and demons. Rolling Stones. Yeah. Ex- yes. Rolling Stones. Yeah. You, Ooh, can, you, you know can what? tell when a demon is possessing someone by their love of... I'll do... Uh, uh, oh, what is it? Time oh, is on my side. Time is on my side. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll say this. Um, I've recently done the uh, Scott Stewart... I've recently done an Angel trilogy. <laughs> yes. Which I yep. both previewed to, which was... Um, what is it? City of Angels, Michael, and Legion. Uh... <laughs> And Crow City of Angels. And Crow City of Angels. I have done that one, too. <laughs> kind of counts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but the director of... Uh, we also did... Uh, what do you call it? What's the movie? Um, the vampire one with Paul Bettany. Priest. Oh, Priest. Priest. Yeah. Priest. Priest. So Priest and Legion are directed... Priest and Immortals are the same movie to me, and I cannot separate them in my head. Legion. Immortals? No, not... Sorry, Legion. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's because they're directed by the same guy. Oh, you can tell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. So um, I have priest in 3D. <laughs> you know how much I hate big mouth vampires. <laughs> have you ever seen them in 3D? I certainly have not. I have. It's not an improvement. <laughs> you stay out of my Z axis, motherfucker. <laughs> um, but no, I'm, I'm, I might say a, uh, I might I might put uh, Scott Stewart, who's the director of those two movies, would be on a. Uh, at least I'm not going to say a short list. He'd be on a list God, of movies. His name is generic. I could say <laughs> it's two first names. Mm. Yeah, Scott Stewart. Couldn't decide on how bland we wanted him to be, so <laughs> no. we just named them both. Um, but yeah, Fallen. I want I want some sort of Fallen cut. I want Fallen mm. to come back. Mm. I yeah I'm so this is why I wanted to watch it again. I'm yes. I loved it. Yeah, as a high schooler, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, came out in '98. It's not a horror movie, but it, it deals with like supernatural horror mm-hmm. elements. Uh, it's really fun. Denzel's great as always. There's some voiceover that I'm not a huge fan of. Uh, at the it kind of bookends the movie if I remember correctly. Oh yeah, with uh, I don't want to spoil too much with the the cat plot line. Yes, towards the end. Mm. <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> um, but I remember really liking the movie. I'm curious to see how it holds up. So I'd have to see it again before I decide. Who should take on the the re-edit of Fallen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that... Um, I didn't... I remember watching the movie uh, a lot when I was younger, but, like, maybe not until college did I realize, like, what happens in the movie. It was weird. I, I, I don't know how I didn't get it, but I just thought it was cool that a cop was hunting down, like, a spiritual a figure, yeah. like a demon. That's all I got. It's like watching Kolchak, right? The, the Night Stalker. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? You're like, fuck, yes, this is the plot for me. <laughs> um, yeah, who's What's his name that does uh, did The Witch and Lighthouse? Oh, Robert, Robert Eggers. Eggers. Ooh. That would be a great mm. vibe for uh, a nice, slow, the Eggers, supernatural Eggers horror. Cut of the Fallen. The Eggers yeah. Cut of the Fallen. That's a good one. Good one, Sean. Uh, right. I have to. Have you guys. Um, this is going to be another quick. No, you're fine. Digression, but what? <laughs> Let's stay on track. Yeah. This epi- this episode is just called hashtag digression. Yeah. <laughs> so, Release the digression cut. Release the digression. Yes, that's what it is. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think I got it here. Okay, so have you guys this uh, movie that came out last year called Gretel and Hansel? 
Oh, I know of it. I haven't watched yeah, it. Yeah, so this is the German language one, right? So it's it's directed by Oz Perkins, who is Anthony Perkins' son, huh. um, who has directed a couple other movies. Um, the Black Coat's Daughter, which I saw, which actually was put out by A24, but was like went straight to VOD. They like buried it. Which is that I the one with... That's not Kevin Costner, right? No, no, no. Um, I forget. It's two young female actresses. One of them kind of well-known, though. I can't remember who it was. But the movie was pretty cool. Um and then he did this movie that's on uh, that was on Netflix called I Am the Pretty Thing That Lives in the House, which is <laughs> oh, it's the see, worst title. That's an amazing title. Uh, Fuck off. I hate that title <laughs> a lot. Um, but like I think Rita Wilson is in that. Oh, okay. Uh, from Lufer, Luther and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Luther. Yeah. <laughs> it's from Luther. Mostly a sponge-based hey, cleaning have, device. <laughs> have you ever seen the way Idris Elba walks on that show? It's kind of like Loofer. <laughs> a Loofer. It's pretty comical. Uh, but I really liked her. Or Ruth Wilson. Excuse me. Ruth Wilson. Okay. Not not Tom Hanks's wife. Um, but, uh, but anyway, uh, my friend Jason really, really likes this movie. I remember seeing the trailer for Gretel and Hansel, and it's like hyper-designed, right? It's he like said, this... He, he said the best shorthand descriptor he's ever come across for it is that, uh, quote, the aesthetic here is Pennsylvania Dutch by way of Alejandro Jodorowsky's The right. Holy Mountain. Ooh. Which, yeah, it was like, okay, I should probably watch this. Yeah. <laughs> but you talking about an Eggers version of, of Fallen, Fallen reminded me that I was like, okay, yeah. I, I like probably Maybe this movie exists that. and we just need to watch it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, that, was that also A24? Uh, it's, Hansel and Gretel? Or Gretel could have and- been. Und Hansel? Possible, yeah, since they worked with him before. Was it German Hansel? language? I, I can't remember I now. So. No, I don't think it was. No, I don't think so. I'd have to watch the trailer. I think again. it was in English. I feel like I watched the trailer two years ago, but, you know, last year didn't count. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows? Mm-hmm. It's out there, though. It's out there in the ether. The truth is out there. Mm-hmm. It is. It, it is. can't be worse than that Jeremy Renner, Hansel and Gretel. Yeah, where they're diabetic. Yeah. whatever okay yeah. that is a funny joke that you can tell once you can't make a movie around it <laughs> oh the the one that was produced by uh will ferrell and adam mckay yeah was it really yeah, yeah. oh yeah that, this it was, all it was makes a funnier sense die production yeah <laughs> i choose the latter mm-hmm. or die yeah <laughs> generally because where i wasn't the former generally where i land <laughs> I like that the Robert Eggers cut of the Fallen. Yeah, I can get behind that. Would be I'd be awesome. way into that. Yeah, that would be awesome. That might be the only time I might. You he know, he would need like a remake though. That's what like I, as I was just about to he say. Would that. Need a remake. Yeah. yeah, a remake. Hashtag remake the Fallen. Still starring Denzel. Sure. Oh, for sure. I would do the. Yeah. Uh, I would do the Sun because you know something happens to him at the end. But I mean, in a remake. Oh, you just bring Denzel back? Yeah. Okay. I think he could still play, like especially like an old detective. That would be great. Be a lot yeah. better than uh, little, all the pretty things. little things. Yeah. I was about to say all the pretty things. <laughs> That's a Matt Damon movie <laughs> about horses. <laughs> That's one of the movies about horses. About, about horses. About horses. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Uh, Dorian, you got another one? Yeah. Let's go. Of course. What you got? Got more. Uh, the Jordan Peele cut of Birth of a Nation. <laughs> oh shit! Wow. Yeah. The, Let's uh, tread lightly. Here. Wait, is what? It the Birth of a Nation movie that was done by uh, what's his D. W. Griffith? Yeah. All right. Uh, it was a Brothers Warner production. It of was, course, it was. It was in their catalog. Yeah. yeah. 
not and not like a like let's revise history type of thing, but like no, let's just get his perspective on like this is a thing that happened. Mm. You know, like I think that would be really fascinating. Even he could just recut it with like even just him talking over it, like doing something a little more like modern take, absolutely, on yeah, kind of thing. Like could, you know, almost making it more of like a Ken Burns kind of like documentary. Mm. Okay. almost piece of yes. like looking back you know like that could be really kind of fascinating you know and again mm-hmm. like not just not revising history but like adding voices to how it's talked how it's spoken about and you know how it's how it's i conveyed. like that yeah. i like that a lot because right now you can't watch the movie right because there is no context mm-hmm. around it anymore no and you can let's say you, you can, can watch the movie you're getting on a government <laughs> list somewhere right you can watch the movie there is context all over the place it's not on twitter <laughs> but it's been all over film history for about a hundred fucking years right so. <laughs> no i think it'd be funny to watch uh have a reason to watch that god-awful nightmare again um from a new perspective yeah exactly because you know taken again like purely as a piece of filmmaking it was this incredibly influential like there's a hundred things in that movie that nobody had ever done before that like are really important to filmmaking so like taking it uh, the perspective of a black filmmaker who could speak about it kind of very you know intelligently from both perspectives mm-hmm. um would be really fascinating to hear about to like add that kind of like nuance to the conversation about this film you yeah. know again like not to like give it a pass or anything like that but sure. also one of those things like look we can't just like erase this shit either yeah you know? yeah mm-hmm. um and and also we can't just kind of put it in one basket either like there's a lot of things about film which is obviously an important thing to jordan peele that like would not have happened if it weren't for this movie yeah but mm-hmm. also like jesus christ look at this movie <laughs> holy fuck yeah yeah <laughs> it's, it's rough Gross. Yeah. So. did you guys have to watch it in college uh, I can't remember if we watched I don't the whole if I thing. I had to, but I did. I, yeah, I've seen it multiple times. But I think we had yeah. to watch it in history of film or something. I don't know if I've ever watched it. I don't think I have. I've only don't. S- no, I've only seen it in like <laughs> I've only seen it in like documentaries when yeah. they're like referencing like oh it's Birth of a Nation. You know, like when I watched uh, Horror Noir, the Shutter podcast, like that's a big part of the beginning of the, the, mm. the doc or whatever, and it's mm-hmm. you know it's spoken of you know very very well by the you know black filmmakers and writers that are that they're being interviewed by and stuff like that but i've never actually watched the movie yeah yeah i don't think you need to yeah i've, I've gotten i've glistened what i needed to from mm-hmm. you know? yeah like, <laughs> you get the idea yeah. i get it because yeah. and it's look at america right yeah right now. and it's one of the like the the to be fair the following movie that he did uh that the griffith, griffith did, did was yeah. called intolerance and it was actually all about like the evils of intolerance oh, okay. um but he never really like specifically kind of said like i didn't mean to say that black people aren't terrible yeah right <laughs> <laughs> so it was a little like uh, um, uh, mm. <laughs> okay <laughs> so so maybe also appeal cut of intolerance, you know? Is Let's it talk annoying about that, that he too. has the, uh, the same initials as you? If you minus the G? No. Mm. His really. name wasn't Dorian Weinzimmer Griffin. I don't think so. <laughs> it was Dick White Griffin. <laughs> oh. I have one I have one more. You guys ready for it? I cannot wait. Yeah. Okay, so We've been watching Nick Cage movies every Thursday. We have. Right? You, me, and Kaz. And I think at the end of the year, we should do like a special couch episode with Dorian as well. Mm-hmm. And we should tell Dorian these are like our top Nick Cage movies. We'll Recap watch the Cage them we've seen in the, the year. Yeah. It's 
vampires kiss. Yes. Vampires kiss. Vampires <laughs> kiss. Vampires kiss. Next. Uh, Bad Lieutenant, <laughs> Portocol, New Orleans. Uh, vampires kiss. I don't think we're watching Bad Lieutenant this year. You should. I uh, know. I mean, I have. I own it. We can I watch know. it. Exceptional. Okay. Yeah. We have 116 titles to get through yeah, from his IMDb. Like, <clears throat> this um, is a two-year project. So, anyways, the most recent one that we've watched. Uh, the most recent Nick Cage movie we watched was City of Angels, right? I would love the Panos Cosmatos cut. Yeah, I, you know, this was one of the this titles. Is, this I is what I'm brought. ending. This is this is my this is my big nut right here. Uh-huh. The Panos Cosmatos cut of City of Angels. Yeah, absolutely. Because if anybody could make sense of the weird fucking non love story that's happening between Meg Ryan mm. and Nick Cage in this movie, mm-hmm. it's Panos. Mm-hmm. He could just something yeah i mean he wrote a love story about a dead woman so yes. yeah like yeah. yeah i'm convinced re-watching it i'm completely convinced that just a change of soundtrack if you put a horror classic horror film soundtrack over city of angels it still works and is terrifying mm. it's about like these tubular bells just across the board <laughs> yeah you know it's about these <laughs> sort of an tall, old priest and a young priest all men in black trench coats that humans can't see but are always watching you with Nicolas Cage trying mm. to express emotions, which makes his face go a little bit like, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, he's always like looking up or looking from like, you know, like Nick, start from the right and look to left. Right. You know, like, and it's all, it's just always that, you know, but it's always being done with like a door being opened or something being closed and it's revealed that he's been sitting behind there the entire time oh. while like someone's having a conversation in the kitchen. Well, and then uh, he's just like this. Match that with yeah. Meg Ryan's profoundly damaged character. Mm, she's so damaged in this movie. Damn, it's it's rough. It's it a could, rough watch. It could be it could be you know Panos like uh, Meg Ryan could be the it could be like the, uh, the the companion piece to Mandy. Like Mandy is obviously about you know Mandy, but it's Nick Cage's character. But Panos Cosmetos City of Angels could be about uh, what do you call it? City of Mandy's. There you go. City of Mandy's about what's her name in the movie? I forget what her name is in the movie. Meg Ryan's character. Her name is Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan. Yeah. Um yeah, I was thinking maybe <clears throat> spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh Nicholas Cage's character gives up his immortality yes, to stops being an angel. To live out his human life with Meg Ryan. <laughs> the day after they have sex for the first time, she gets hit by a logging truck on a bicycle and dies. If she the recut is she did that on purpose. She tricked an angel to cut clip his wings yeah. and then offed herself. Damn, she's off to fuck the devil. That is yeah. No, I'm taking it I'm taking Next it one level. I'm taking it once <laughs> I'm taking it one step further. She off to fuck the devil is the name of the movie. <laughs> Meg Ryan in She Off to Fuck the Devil. <laughs> Damn, I wonder who she is. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Who's it going to be? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Bobby. <laughs> I was going to say that uh, what if um, what if Meg Ryan in that Panos cut is is the devil, is Lucifer. Yes. Damn. And this is how he got one of, I'm gonna kill. One of God's kids. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> one of mine for one of yours. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, uh, this is just going to be called Release the... Uh, <laughs> release the uh war on earth cut mm. <laughs> like that yeah. yeah 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 of city of angels yeah yeah what a disturbing awesome. film 
It is really weird. Sounds pretty upsetting. Lauren, you want to bring us home? Soundtrack is good though. Yeah, I can. I'll soundtrack of City of Angels still fucking still slaps. slaps. It's good. Yeah, it's good. And then what I wanted to end on, um, just to really bring it all back around. Bring it. Was what, what you got? I would. I would love to see the Sam Furstenberg cut of Justice League. Ooh. Who's Sam Thurstenberg? First, Furstenberg. Get ready. Get ready. Sam, Sorry, okay. I, I put him two places. Get behind. ready, Sean. Sam Furstenberg is quite an amazing man. <clears throat> Uh, <laughs> in the Dor- Dor- sorry, listeners. Dorian just crossed his arms. Like, <laughs> like do you want to turn your chair around like a like a cool youth pastor and <laughs> tell me about the good word about Sam Furstenberg? Let me tell you about a guy who didn't care about the rules. <laughs> the OG gangster. Do you believe in God, son? <laughs> he believes in you. Uh, so prior to directing Break Into Electric Boogaloo. Mm-hmm. Sam Furstenberg directed Revenge of the Ninja and Ninja 3 The Domination. <laughs> Ninja 3 The Domination, he directed, some say, the same year as Breakin' 2 Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> did he not make Breakin' 1? He did not. Is that how they could make two movies in the same year? Is they like part of it? One guy is off finishing Breakin' 1. So, wow. Breakin', Breakin', Ninja 3 and Breakin' 2 all came out in 1984 and all three of them star Lucinda Dickey. Um, Work. Yeah. She was working. And Sam Furstenberg directed two of those movies. Ninja 3 The Domination which stars Viet Juice and (laughs) Breakin' 2 which is still shorthand for (laughs) quick quick turnaround catch and bullshit to this day. Uh, but then he went on to direct like uh, like American Ninja one and two and yeah. Avenging Force. I mean, this motherfucker, his shit's not always emotionally engaging. It's certainly not coherent. But goddamn, <laughs> if it is not fucking entertaining, that's good. And this Justice League shit, like let's face it, we've tried it every way at this point. We've tried to make it funny. We've tried to make it emotionally engaging. We've tried to make it narratively coherent. It doesn't work in any of those capacities. So can we at least just make it fun? Yeah. You know, if we could just make it a good time and a, yeah. like a series of baffling decisions, which is really what this pile of footage is, even though everyone tries to keep forcing it mm-hmm. into these other molds that it doesn't fit in, like that's what it is. Let's just play that up, and I think Furstenberg is the guy to do that. I'm I'm in for that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I really like this idea of there is enough wacky nonsense around justice league there's a great movie in there and it's 89 minutes long (laughs) it's not four hours long right Uh uh-huh exactly (laughs) if you could like randomly roll one of those die and randomly pick which scenes to just throw together in an 89 minute movie you'd probably be fine yeah it wouldn't make any sense but you don't watch it to make sense anyway yeah Yeah. exactly no there's probably i want to see aquaman ride sharks like you said there's got to be a million we got a movie full uh, of that a million moments where they look at this and they're like, well, that edit doesn't work at all. And there's only one man I can think of who is not enough of, who is, who is brave enough to say exactly. Damn. And it's Sam Furstenberg. Furstenberg. Everyone else, too cowardly. They're like, oh, let's try to smooth out the transition. Nope. I would prefer you didn't. Hard cut. Yeah. Hard cut. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Fill in the blanks yourself, motherfucker. (laughs) The ambiguity of Ninja 3 is what makes it so incredible. I mean, we spoke for like 30 minutes about like, so is the ninja homosexual? Mm -hmm. Because is it possessing her to have sex with this unacceptably hairy man and pour Viet Juice juice on herself? Who is also a police officer that is an accessory to 
his physical form He wants to get revenge on this guy, yes. too. So this is like You're a... saying V8 juice. I'm sorry. When yes. you said it was starring Viet juice, Viet I was juice. like, is this yeah. some <laughs> Southeast Asian no, actor how, that I... This is how V8 juice is pronounced. That's how movie. Lucinda Dickey says V8 juice is Viet juice. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, but, but yeah, anyway, so like this ninja might be trying to like have a homosexual hate fuck with one of his killers yeah through this woman's body before using that same body to murder this man to this amazing song by dave powell it's never directly implied but the the movie presents you it gives you all the information you need to put this together i'm gonna speak for a lot of listeners here are you two ever concerned that you put more thought into the movie ninja 3 than Furstenberg did? i don't think it's possible i actually (laughs) proposed to bobby last week that we spend an hour each week talking about (laughs) yeah not even the entire movie this one scene yeah the couch has now turned into a full ninja 3 cast (laughs) i know it's a separate podcast we'll do a different hour we'll do this do this bullshit too yeah right (laughs) on another hour it's gonna be called viet juice and incredible it's great but so yeah this i'm i'm like just in love with this man i think his work is incredible i think it should be celebrated more openly and freely than it is currently and i think giving him the justice league footage is what all of us need right now so is is 700 million dollars worth of money already spent yeah. you have it Dude, do what you will he will finish this movie on 70k oh. right <laughs> i don't think you, you do, we don't pay him right warner doesn't pay him oh no he'll get paid this dude deserves the money yeah, yeah he'll get yeah. paid but trust me he'll he'll be like i don't need that much cash to finish this thing off trust me i've seen the footage <laughs> I see you got a couple Harry Henry Cavill standees over there. Give me those. You got an old film camera. I'm good. Like, leave me alone for a few weeks. Does Fersenberg keep the newly shot Joker shit? Uh, oh, God, no. Oh, no. good for him. Yeah, no, no I think he good. throws it out. No. That's the highest compliment you could give this director, I think. Mm-hmm. That he would throw Jared Leto out of a car. I think yeah. he would go in and say, what, what was here when you left? That's all I want. Yeah, I think I he don't would, want any extra. I think he would base the movie around the mustache footage. Yes, Ooh. like and you keep the mustache. mustache. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I love the mustache. Superman oh, with the fuck. mustache is incredible. That's we need to start with. Like, how do we keep that rather than eliminate it? You know, and that's this guy's genius. They've the mu- released some behind the scenes. The mustache cut. of mm-hmm. uh, of Superman with yeah. with mustache of uh, that's great. Henry Cavill with mustache it dresses Superman. It's a better movie. It looks amazing. Yeah. It's a very handsome look. The mustache cut. So is 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 Zack Snyder's Justice League hashtag the Snyder cut, the Electric Boogaloo version, or do we not oh. give it? Do we not give it that title? Because wow, I mean, because yeah. that's where I felt like that's where you were going with bringing in yeah. Sam Forsberg <laughs> and Electric Boogaloo, you know, and what that moniker means. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, no, it's true. I mean, that's a very good point. Uh, but I think this is actually well. This seems like it's going to be very widely viewed and, uh, you know, yeah. probably financially successful for them. <laughs> so it's it's not quite Electric Boogaloo, but no, it's a great point. I yeah. mean, this is, in a lot of ways, absolutely, this is the Electric Boogaloo version of this movie. Yeah. Um, Dorian, I think that's a fantastic way to, to bring us back to Justice League. Bam. There we go. That's why I won't be watching the Snyder Cut because I'm still holding out for hashtag the Furstenberg Cut. Furstenberg Cut. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Justice League Electric Boogaloo. You heard from it. the director of Breaking Two, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> you heard it here first in Bird. Oh, <laughs> fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
Um, well, thank uh, thank you both for doing this. <laughs> Sorry, I was waiting until you were finished. It's <laughs> one thing I don't have is the cough buttons. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, thank you both for doing this. Uh, Sean and I will be watching Justice League. Zack Snyder's Justice League on Thursday. I've committed to it. Yes. Four hours. Four excited. fucking hours. I'm excited. I might watch like Vim Vendors until the end of the world, which is like four and a half <laughs> hours long. I might just do, I might pull out like a four hour movie I've been sitting on. And just, yeah, like, perfect. Yeah. I just. I will know, even if this is slow, which it most certainly will be. You'll be having a <laughs> better time than better Sean time and Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's true. Yeah. Uh, it's sad. I know you won't take us up on it, but you have a standing invitation, if you like. Oh, thanks. You know, yeah. if you decide to, last <laughs> minute, being like, you know what, Hannah? I'm taking a walk. Yeah, for some reason I can't feed myself and want to <laughs> eat your food instead. I'll show up. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then I think... Um, I, I I mean we're we're gonna have like a, a follow up pod to to Justice League, right? Yeah, I mean part of me part of me like wants to just talk to you as soon as it's over. Yeah, and just like get you just get a call down. About it. I'm gonna go to sleep as soon as it's over. <laughs> no, yeah, for sure. Yeah, be exhausted. Do earlier the next Jesus. morning would be great. Yeah, yeah you're gonna yeah. work a full day and then watch this movie. Jesus, I told him he should take days off for this. He does not not listening to me. No. Zack Snyder does not get to. Yeah, <laughs> tell I, me when I can and can't go no, to work. No, no, no. I just, agree with Sean on that one. I'm just saying. Yeah, you know, I get out of work early, so I'm good. I know it. I could take a nap in between, and you know, I'm gonna kick you if you fall asleep too. You're watching this whole thing. With Appreciate me. you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna fucking let you not watch this. Yeah, yeah. No, um, I'll stay up. All right, I'm sure it's super exciting. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> good to be. see some might be too exciting <laughs> that's my there's, my biggest work <laughs> there's so much excitement it becomes you know commonplace yeah <laughs> um all right well uh thanks everybody for listening thank you dorian yeah of course thank you sean thank you so much for having me and uh we'll be back next week with uh I don't, sean do you want to come back next week and talk justice league what yeah, you thought i'll maybe. let you know how i feel about the movie that's a yes yeah. uh sean will be back <laughs> next week with us to talk about what he thought about I need Sean. I need good. Sean here to back up, you know, my assumptions about the movie with yeah. fact. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. That's fine. I'm not taking notes, though. That's fine. Oh, God, no. No, yeah. Why, no. no, I'm not. Yeah. No. If Trust this is me. anything like watching the hashtag Whedon cut, I'm going to forget everything that happened in this movie the moment <laughs> the TV turns off. Yeah. It sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, all right. That's what we got for the week. Thanks for listening, everybody.